0: The following talk was recorded at LibrePlanet 2021 Empowering Users, the annual conference on current issues in ethics, social justice and technology from the Free Software Foundation. LibrePlanet is a live conference and speakers often use slides and other visual tools to assist their presentation. You can see the videos of these talks at media.libreplanet.org or on the FSF Peertube channel. LibrePlanet speakers do not represent the mission of the Free Software Foundation. We host speakers talking about their use of free software in different kinds of political and commercial work. The FSF supports their freedom, but does not take positions on any political issues other than those necessary to uphold the principles of free software. Like all the FSF's work on behalf of the grievance of all computer users, Nemo Planet is made possible by thousands of individuals. To keep our work going, please consider becoming an associate member via my.fsf.org slash join, or making a donation at my.fsf.org slash donate. You can stay informed by subscribing to our newsletter, the free software supporter at fsf.org slash FSS. And for more information on LibrePlanet, you can visit LibrePlanet.org slash conference.
1: All right, so welcome everyone um, to uh, today's talk. Does your GPU work with free graphics drivers? Uh, Our speaker for this session is going to be Alyssa Rosenzweig. Um, And uh, so just a brief description. So Alyssa is a free software graphics hacker leading Panfrost, the free software graphics driver for ARM, Mali, Midgard, and Bifrost GPU. Uh, Furthering free software has been her mission for years, and she is grateful for the opportunity to do so as a collaborative um, outside free software she studies mathematics at the University of Toronto and uses vim to write about small ponies um, without further ado I will let her take this
2: afternoon everyone uh, I'm really glad to be here in Cambridge Massachusetts online and talking to you about uh, free graphics drivers uh, you already know who I am so I guess we can get started <laughs> I'd like to have... I'd like to get the ball rolling um, and say, for any GPU of interest, there's a free graphics driver for it. Uh, These states vary wildly, but we're past the days of proprietary drivers. In the lead, so to speak, you have, for example, Intel and AMD who are leading their own uh, free graphics drivers as they should be and which, are well integrated into a GNU Linux desktop, which work wonderfully. Similarly, uh, VideoCore, which you'll find in a Raspberry Pi, nowadays has a free graphics driver, uh, as, it, as it should. Uh, a, little further, a little further behind, you have Molly, which is uh, whose effort was very recently a reverse engineering effort, but which is starting to see some better support uh, adreno which is technically seeing very good results with free graphics drivers but without the support of the vendor likewise for vivante and then in last place we have nvidia who there is a reverse engineered graphics driver but nvidia has done some interesting tricks with the uh, proprietary firmware to prevent it from reaching its full potential uh, earning them the place of uh, last on this status table, or I guess if you really, if we really must make this complete, I, I haven't seen one of those in years, what can I say? Um, as you can see, this is looking a lot more promising than you might have expected and much more promising than it looked years ago. Uh, just in the past uh, five to 10 years, We have seen a number of these efforts be born out of nothing. Uh, The picture is looking a lot nicer. Unfortunately, if you zoom in, some of the details are not quite as lovely as they appear. But even so, the fact remains, the past uh, was. We've moved a long way from uh, the (laughs) Dark ages of proprietary graphics drivers, where on the ARM side at least you need downstream kernels, or on the x86 side you might need to have uh, out of tree kernel modules built into your kernel, uh, so called tainting it, which is not a good thing to do. To your kernel <laughs> um, you have proprietary user spaces which bring not only ideological problems but a number of practical obstacles to. Development on GNU Linux uh, and clearly have no documentation, which means outside of reverse engineering efforts, there's little recourse to do anything about these uh, downstream proprietary settings. And for one of my personal interests, which is environmental sustainability, there is a very negative effect of these proprietary drivers uh, becoming discontinued after a very small period of time. And because it's proprietary, nobody else in the community can continue maintaining past five or so years is often uh, when something becomes uh, ancient history to the industry. And given the quantity of electronic waste we see, it's very unfortunate that uh, perfectly good devices uh, can't run uh, with proper security updates On the latest kernels which are with the latest patches and so forth just because the drivers was proprietary but the good news is that this is a distant memory we don't we don't work this way anymore uh you see relics of this in some parts of the embedded space uh there are unfortunately people in the industry that wish we were still living in this time or believe we still are but i don't think so i I'm here to give you a much more optimistic message because the present is upstream first. That goes for the user space, that goes for the kernel space. Uh, your, the expectation is that a device runs a mainline kernel as soon as soon as possible. Uh, even if it's not immediately possible to do so, the expectation is that mainlining efforts uh, will occur. The expectation is having free software, at least in kernel and user space. Uh, this means, the uh, upstream free software project MESA has support not only for the software rasterizers that people might expect, but also a wide range of hardware, including all of the hardware that had checkboxes at the beginning of the, at the uh, status table. Uh, along with uh, free software means some form of documentation. In some cl- cases like Intel and AMD, you will find uh, the architecture specifications being released uh, for free on uh, in both gratis and lib- libre senses on the architecture the uh, vendor website in other cases you don't have the human readable documentation but you do have machine readable specifications generally uh, large xml files which might not be as good but in practice uh, means there are no secrets left and Uh, still carries a number of practical advantages over proprietary drivers and still eliminates the reverse engineering effort. The net result of these uh, changes is not merely an ideological win, although it clearly is. And uh, if I didn't believe that in and of itself was important, I wouldn't be speaking at Beaver Planet today. Uh, But there are a number of tangible benefits to this. For one, you get long-term maintenance. Including a very neat resolution of the end of life problem. It's okay if a vendor doesn't want to support their hardware from 5 years ago, if their driver is free software and up, upstreamed into the kernel and upstreamed at the Mesa, which means anyone can continue to maintain that driver or at the very least can continue to compile it and distribute it for the latest systems. Uh, operating systems and in a bit more industrial setting, which I realize might not be the fancy of everyone here, but it's worth understanding if you want to understand some of the dynamics that led to this. Uh, very good for free software setting. Uh, there are certain industries that require long term maintenance of their systems. Uh, these are not generally the electronics you will think of uh, when you think of the graphics driver. I'm not talking about your phone or your laptop. Um, I am talking about some of the settings you might not even realize that there's a GPU running the show, uh, all the little screens around you that you don't think twice about. Uh, as it turns out, many of them have to be running free graphics drivers and free software in general, because some of these devices need to be maintained for the next 10 or 20 years, long after the vendor would want it maintained. Uh, having these, this free software uh, benefit, benefits everyone for the long term. In much more closer to home, uh, this is going to enable projects like post OS to continue supporting uh, free software on uh, age, uh, aging devices and attacking the electronic waste much more directly on the consumer front. In either case, uh, another very tangible benefit we see and one that is in some sense a little unexpected, is considerable cross-ranger collaboration. In the proprietary world, there is heavy competition along software lines, which has always baffled me for drivers, because it, why would you compete against the software when you can just make better hardware? When you buy, when you buy a GPU, either a discrete one or just built into your system, uh, you, you're you paying for the, spec- the uh, specs of the graphics card itself. Ideally, no matter what GPU you have, no matter how low or high-end, it would have the best possible drivers it can, and free software makes that possible. Because uh, all of the common tasks, for instance, the uh, baseline work required to maintain an OpenGL driver, or to uh, the front end of a GLSL compiler. This can all be shared code that everybody can contribute to and everybody can work on, even competitors within the hardware space. And so we see that this means everyone benefits. When a project that's started by Intel and contributed to by AMD can then be leveraged by a hobbyist effort for an ARM processor, that's a very incredible win. Uh, Sure on the financial level if you care about the you know the business but just from a sheer pushing free software uh, this is in some sense a secret weapon that we have the ability to write uh, software that can go head to head with proprietary proprietary drivers uh, with a fraction of the resources because we work smarter not harder and the bottom line is that we as a free software graphics community are not disrupting the status quo you may think we are but we're not because we are the status quo and we have been for a few years now and i'm uh, quite happy to see how much progress we've made and i'm uh, very excited to see how much progress we'll continue to make in the space the next portion of the talk, I'd like to give a few case studies of some drivers that uh, I've uh, had the pleasure to see grow up, or which have, uh, conversely, from maintainers who have helped my own driver uh, go from uh, a baby project in high school to something uh, credible for production. And so, uh, this will be these will be three different drivers for three different arm systems. And with three very different stories. The first is VideoCore, which uh, is a Broadcom GPU, and which, for the free software community, is uh, f- going to be notable for being in all of the Raspberry Pis uh, in different versions. The Raspberry Pi is worth some discussion, just to give it preface the story. It is. Very architecturally unusual. I don't just mean graphics, I mean every part of it. It's typically you have a CPU, whether that be an Intel chip or an ARM chip, and you have a number of peripherals wrapped around the GPU. For example, a 3D GPU for graphic acceleration, a video processor for uh, accelerating uh, codec support, and ultimately the CPU is the one running the show. And when we talk about writing free drivers, we mean free software that runs on the CPU with very little concern to the any software running on the GPU or the VPU. Although in the uh, free software circles, we are seeing increasingly this does matter. At any rate, the Raspberry Pi or in its uh, system on chip, Broadcom 2835 and successors does not work this way. Instead, you have a a video processor or a 3D GPU sort of smashed together, and it's the one running the show. The ARM processor is a secondary processor, which is off to the side, and which is not having the ultimate authority, at least in the main implementation which means even if you can run exclusively free software on this CPU, you've actually not achieved all that much for the low level because you have a multi megabyte proprietary firmware blob running on this uh, VPU chip. And what this meant is that when we did have an early claim of a uh, free software driver for the Raspberry Pi, it was not meaningfully free software uh, because it wasn't doing any of the tasks we ex- would expect of a driver. It was simply taking the graphics calls, uh, uh, essentially serializing them and passing it off to this co-processor to do all the heavy lifting, which is not at all what we, what, uh, what we want. It does not meaningfully respect freedom uh, and it does not bring any of the Advantages we would ordinarily see from running a free driver. Uh, It still has similar maintenance burdens to some extent. Uh, There was a reverse engineering effort, there was some public pressure, and the bottom line is that there was change. Uh, And this, our first hero of the story is Eric Anhalt, a graphics ninja, uh, who was at the time working on free software at Intel and was hired by Broadcom to work on free software for them. And uh, Eric's results uh, very quickly spiraled into a credible driver written from uh, written from scratch for free software from day one, uh, as a part of upstream code. And interestingly, uh, running on the CPU on the ARM side, uh, it totally bypassing this magic firmware, which, by the way. Uh, is the same firmware that prevents the Raspberry Pi from booting with that free software uh, under normal circumstances. And uh, it's hard to understate the magnitude of Eric's work here with the initial video core driver, which has uh, become a model for other uh, Mesa drivers, as and I personally uh, maintain this is some of the best code we have in tree. And we didn't stop there. After several years of development effort, we see that these video core drivers, now there are two of them, one for OpenGL, one for Vulkan, are supporting desktop OpenGL, des- uh, an embedded OpenGL ES 3.1, Vulkan 1.0, with official Kronos conformance for both uh, ES and Vulkan. And this, to me, is an incredible milestone, just to see how far it's come from a massive proprietary driver with uh, secrets everywhere to a conformant driver being written by the vendor itself in collaboration with the Raspberry Pi Foundation and shipping in production. Uh, if this is not a success story, I don't know what is, and I'm very happy to see this. And indeed, this means there are no secrets left for the video core. Uh, the original video core used on the original Raspberry Pis uh, has specifications freely available. More ones, unfortunately, do not, but there's still a XML architecture description available, permissively licensed in Mesa. If you want to know how uh, the GPU in the Raspberry Pi works, go ahead. It's all right there. Get the code yourself. And I think that's a pretty cool thing. Changing drivers, we can look at Freedreno, which is the free software effort for the Adreno GPU, as you can see from the app name um, adreno is qualcomm's gpu found in their snapdragon system on chips which are very popular uh, among android phones in particular uh, there is a good chance many of you in the audience have a snapdragon phone uh, whether you hate it or not <laughs> um, the before times looked very similar it's a proprietary driver from qualcomm and uh, that uh, raised some eyebrows from the Rob Clark, Diviner of Hardware, our second hero from the story, and who at the time was a Red Hat employee. And I suppose this is the time when I plug Red Hat because they are a Libre Planet contri- uh, sponsor this year. Uh, you can check out the t- 2D Libre adventure with Red Hat. We. I'm not actually here to plug Red Hat, uh, but uh, FreeDreno was developed when he was uh, Rob Clark was a Red Hat employee, although at the time it was mostly a hobby project. And then something ch- changed. We got some new heroes onto the story under a certain interpretation. Uh, I'll leave you to ponder the series of events that happened after uh, Fridrino really took off. Our after time, well, I'll start with the results. Freedreno today supports OpenGLES 3.2 minus a single extension, which is uh, the gold standard for embedded hardware. It supports desktop OpenGL, and it supports uh, Vulcan uh, very close to conformance. What I think is the more interesting turn of events here is that Qualcomm was not the one behind the Freedreno effort, not initially, not now. Uh, after Rob left uh, Red Hat. Uh, Rob actually went to Google on the uh, Chromium team. Meanwhile, also joining Google are Eric Anholt, our first hero of the story, who now works on Fridrino as a uh, Chromium team person. And uh, we're also seeing a number of contributors from Valve. Yes, the same Valve that is responsible for uh steam uh which is not necessarily known for it's not necessarily thought of highly in the Libra planet type circles uh due to drm issues but in the space of graphics drivers they have been one of the uh, biggest proponents of free software for vulcan and they have made incredible contributions to the vulcan driver along with google the, the bottom line is that we now see a major milestone that Friedrino is shipping in Chromebooks, or at least is about to be, and it's this is a very interesting turn of events to me because we see uh, this happening without the Qualcomm driver in there anywhere. Uh, google and you it's up to you to see to uh, wonder what the reasons were and it's not my place to say what other teams did i was not part of this effort uh, but clearly they believe so strongly in free software in the graphics space that they sh- want they would rather ship a reverse engineered driver on their production hardware to end users yeah. than ship this proprietary driver um, i'm not telling you to go out and buy Chromebooks because it's good for your freedom. This is not that kind of talk, but it is it is a testament to how far the free software movement has come in the graphic space, because this would have been unthinkable even five years ago. For for the last of three case studies, I want to talk about my own little baby, and that's Panfrost, although it's a uh, baby's growing up, but always be a baby to me. <laughs> um, and Panfrost, as many of you know, is for ARM's own GPUs. It started out much the same as the past two st- case- cases, uh, with a proprietary driver from ARM and uh, no support from the vendor, with two new uh, people entering to the scene. Our third hero of the day is Connor Rabbit, uh the local wizard of Mesa, whose contributions have included the new immediate representation to Mesa, which is one of the most exciting things to happen in the free software compiler space uh, graphics compiler space, as well as being a contributor to Free at Valve nowadays. Um, but Connor was a wizard who uh reverse engineered uh, all four different uh MOLI instruction sets in a row. Uh, the three of which while in high school. uh, They might be seeing a theme here because uh, I got involved with Ken Frost when I was uh, also a high school student. There seems to be a trend here about Molly being reverse engineered by high school students. Uh, There's one more Molly instruction set which uh, is not yet supported in MESA. Uh, If any of you are currently in grade 9 through 12, Give me a ring. I might have a project for you. Uh, But Where did this go? Nowadays, Panfrost supports uh, GLES 3.0 with very close to 3.1 and uh, we're seeing uh, some very uh, interesting turns. The most exciting thing to happen in the uh, Panfrost space this year uh, was a quote which I will provide here, uh, and it's on the web, so i it's right in front of you. Uh, Arm are now working together with Collabora to provide us with documentation, and I'm a Collabora employee, so you do the math. Uh, this is a very big turn of events for me, and for us as a team, and for us as a free software community. We go from a project being reverse engineered uh, by high school students, because who else would reverse engineer Molly? To something that's seeing an uptick of corporate interest from it, initially from Collabora, who is a longtime proponent of free software, and now all of a sudden we are getting this recognition from the vendor, uh, are making the Molly products. That maybe there's something to this whole free software thing, and it's good enough to support instead of forcing reverse engineering. And I'm very humbled to see this turn of events. And I think is a sign of uh, better times in the arm space to come. At any rate, even taking away some of these uh, politics of free software, there uh, is a number of direct benefits that we see. Uh, We support the MOLI T760 and up. And we support the G71 and up within the Bifrost series, which covers a number of devices that are of interest to the free software community. One is, and the one that I originally started with was an ARM Chromebook. At the time, I was using the C201, which has a Rockchip uh, 3288 processor. Uh, Later, I upgraded to the machine I use now, which is a Rockchip 3399 processor. Both of these have Mali hardware that requires Panfrost for acceleration. And when I got all of this started, I was frankly not interested in a lot of these uh, philosophical musings and industry comments and all of the stories that I just told you. At the time, I just wanted my laptop to work with GNOME, and GNOME needed OpenGL, so I guess I'll write an OpenGL driver by without documentation. Uh, Clearly it worked. I'm talking to you from that machine today. I'm running, uh, this machine runs free software, including the Panfrost driver. I'm doing my background composition with OBS, which is a a GL workload. Uh, Before you blame that the video quality is terrible, I will remind you that's because I'm using my integrated webcam. Please don't blame the GPU drivers for that. Uh, it's, It's come a long way and I'm very proud of that a bit closer to home, or for many of you, would be the Pinebook Pro, which uh, is very popular in the uh, free software hobbyist space, and that has the same Rockchip processor as this laptop, so it's depending on the PanFrost driver. Uh, And this is one of the reasons why I think a number of these GPU efforts are so important, is that they are the last mile for Uh, Freedom on a lot of uh, hardware, especially ARM-based hardware. Uh, So seeing that the biggest obstacle has moved from GPUs to being much more tractable efforts, or in some cases seeing hardware like the Rockchip 3288, which I initially started uh, my work on, that can run with 100% free software from boot up, that's pretty cool to me and I am pretty proud of the work We've been able to accomplish. Unfortunately, this is not without challenges, and there are a number of them. But I would like to preempt some questions and give some context on uh, what I see as not necessarily failures, but some of the difficulties which the much rosier picture um, might be leaving out. The first would be firmware. And this is something that has received a fair bit of attention, but not enough nuanced conversation. Because if, if I wanted to give you the uh, graphics support table, uh, considering the state of firmware freedom for each device, you would get a very different picture. On one hand, you have the Molly graphics, which for architectural reasons does not use any firmware whatsoever which is a design choice, which as a free software activist, I'm grateful for. But as a engineer, I am a little baffled by and explains some of the more quirky behaviors of the chip. Uh, it means that it can run without free firmware or without non-free firmware rather, because there's no firmware whatsoever. There's nothing to free. Uh, it also means that you're losing a layer of programmability. So I'm not sure that's strictly a better deal in the end. Uh, on the other hand, you have chips like Intel and AMD, who nowadays require a proprietary firmware uh, to run the GPU. But once you have this proprietary firmware, the free drivers kick in and this is going to be a point of controversy in a space like LibrePlanet uh, because is that it's not clear a priori that having this firmware is uh, necessarily a problem, but if it is a problem, it's not clear what the right way to go about fixing it is. Uh, it's easy for us to wave our hands at the sky, and, wave our fists rather, and say that GPUs just shouldn't run with firmware um, because that's we're not going to get free firmware for various reasons. Uh, that misses technically some of the nuances. There are compelling engineering reasons why some of these chips do use firmware. Molly by design does not need to. It's a very different architecture. Uh, I don't want to go as far as to call a piece of proprietary software benign, but. In practice, the sorts of firmware you'll see with. The free drivers are not nearly as. Problematic as you might expect the big exception here is. Uh, as many of you are guessing by now, NVIDIA. Despite having a free reverse-engineered driver, the, the Nuvo driver, uh, there is, n- and NVIDIA is using a baffling technique of requiring a proprietary signed non-redistributable firmware in order to uh, reclock the GPU, as I said, which is, uh, practically speaking, preventing the Nuvo driver from uh, running at full performance. So despite having GL 4.5, I believe, uh, support, it's not going to be sufficient for uh, the workloads people would expect out of a expensive NVIDIA discrete GPU. This is not, it's not fair to say that this is a case of firmware being evil. This is a case of a specific tactic by a specific company, antagonistic to free software, using proprietary software as a means to exert power over the users, in this case, to prevent the free driver from running. Uh, It's very unfortunate that this is happening, but it's also not clear that this is uh, generalizable to all firmware. So if if this is something you are interested in, Uh, There are there are different approaches to how to deal with this on an individual level. There's not yet much interest dealing with it at a a systemic level. Um, I am not aware of any serious efforts reverse engineering proprietary firmware. I'm not aware of any serious public pressure to. uh, Free some of the firmware that's already out there, but it's an issue to keep in mind and as an issue. Uh, There's an NVIDIA issue. That's a big elephant in the room here. Uh, If you care about ever running free software on your GPUs, I urge you to uh, buy from any one of the vendors on the the first page, a.k.a. all of them, that does not include this uh, tactic specifically designed to prevent you from using free software. For the next challenge, I want to talk about Vulkan. And you'll notice I duplicated the slide because i for this section. I just really want to be talking about some of the nuances here. So Vulkan, for those of you who don't know, is a next-generation graphics API designed to uh, succeed OpenGL on the in the free software space. It's competing against the proprietary APIs, uh, Direct3D 12 and Apple's Metal. Uh, it's seeing considerable backing from Google for on the Android platform. Uh, it's also seeing considerable backing from Valve for uh, doing high-performance gaming on GNU/Linux. It's uh, the big focus is on performance, and it's a lot of work for the drivers and for the developers of, of applications alike. Uh, from in from the at the start, it's clear that Vulcan is an improvement over the status quo. I can tell you as a OpenGL developer, uh, OpenGL has a very long list of problems and Vulcan is designed to f- fix them. This is a good thing, technically, but it's also clear that uh, for the for free software, this means rewriting hundreds of thousands of lines of code. Uh, if not, Millions once you add in application support, if you really want to get rid of OpenGL, whatever that would mean. And it's, we have to consider the return on investment. Would we rather have Vulkan support with free software, or would we rather have, for example, uh, GPUs that run without proprietary firmware? It's ideally we want both, and the way to get both would be to have um more support for free software in general but that seems to be the that seems to be the answer to all of our problems (laughs) um it's rather circular and rather chicken and egg just having more money thrown at the problem uh, where is that money going to come from where is that time going to come from the list of people who are willing able and willing and able to do this sort of work is very small and you see different priorities being set by different people in different groups. So for a current state, um, for Vulkan, we see the Intel driver supporting Vulkan uh, with free software uh, with official support, and this is an excellent shape. We see AMD supporting their own Vulkan driver, and there's also community AMD Vulkan driver, which uh, is seeing some other backing. Uh, the new, and we're seeing the Broadcom video core with the Vulkan driver. Newer to the show would be the Spark Vulkan driver turnup, which is uh, doing very well in practice, but because of considerable investment from Google and Valve. If you have the pocketbooks of Google and Valve, then sure, you can make Vulkan drivers for all the GPUs. Uh, in the meantime, I worry about prejudging uh, a, drivers for not having Vulcan support or for Vulcan support that's not moving far enough yet uh, there's for the our person for our work at Collabora uh, it this is something we we're evaluating you should definitely uh, look out for updates in this space and I'm not saying I don't want the takeaway here to be Vulcan is bad uh, it I, I love Vulcan I think it's a technical improvement uh, but it's important to keep in mind the cost benefits and it's, I just caution you to uh, stay away from the buzzwords and try to keep to the facts. Uh, and by that, I mean don't read the forum comments. And if uh, I'm sure many of you in the audience know which forum I'm referring to, similar considerations go to OpenCL, which is the uh, API for doing uh, heterogeneous compute. A particular uh, including on GPUs. It's something that we all think on paper is a good idea, uh, having this accelerated compute support. It also raises its own set, set of questions. If you need just a little bit of compute support, uh, you can get that from OpenGL and you can get that from Vulkan. If you need OpenCL, chances are you're doing uh, very heavy duty workloads, including say machine learning workloads are very popular Uh, I'm not the right person to be commenting on how machine learning fits into the free software ecosystem it's certainly a very nuanced discussion to be had Uh, and I'm I just write drivers I I can't tell you whether this is a good thing or not to have but the fact is it has not been prioritized and at a personal level I'm not sure that prioritizing this sort of work is the best use of the community's resources. Although, certainly, if somebody wants to start writing an OpenCL driver for, for us, I will merge those patches, and I already have. But it's work in progress. Um, so, I think that's all for today for what I have prepared. But I believe I raised a number of questions. Uh, Probably more than I answered, so I would love to start a questions and comments or questions and answers uh, session if uh, that's something people in the audience are interested in. Thank you,
1: Melissa. Um, so we do have a bunch of questions in the in the um, in the IRC chat right now. Uh, right. So one of the first things that came up was, uh, you know, can you go back to the one of the first slides at the um, with the check boxes on the vendors, which are foss friendly? Uh, and that would be great just to see which
2: I think I, I will openly admit that this was the first slide and I wanted this to be a flashy op- piece of optimism. I hope I have outlined wh- why why they have the order they have if you're looking for a buying guide, uh, look at some of the more details, but it's just a list of all the GPU vendors in use right now, honestly.
1: Um, Another question from Bradley. Uh, Alyssa, thanks for focusing on software freedom in this problematic space. If you had to pick one or two desktop video cards that are the least proprietary GPU-wise, and do have uh, free software drivers and still relatively modern, which one of your initial lists would you pick? I'd really like to know specific models. You'd suggest buying, I'm not asking for a friend. Uh, you know, uh, He has a computer that was built by um, volunteers.
2: Uh, right, so in the desktop space, um, and both Intel and AMD are going to be good, good bets. Uh, Intel, if you have a Intel chip, that's good. Uh, that's going to be an integrated graphics card, um, and that's ubiquitous because how could it not be? Um, AMD is going to be much more popular for discrete graphics cards, which is not my area of specialty. Um, If you are wanting to do high-performance video games, obviously uh, AMD is the leader in this space. I'm going to discount that last item on this slide for reasons uh, extensively discussed already um, both of both Intel and AMD are going to have the proprietary firmwares nowadays um, if if that's something you're okay with they're both going to have excellent driver support. Bradley
1: says, you know, he's not going to play games on it anyways <laughs> um, if you yeah
2: um that's sort of one of the things that i found a little uh f- funny about my personal involvement with graphics drivers is that i don't play video games the most the vast majority of time i've spent playing video games in the past couple of years has been testing code for <laughs> drivers um i just want to run gnome on my machines and for that the integrated gpu on an ARM chromebook is more than sufficient but what do I know? Um,
1: so, another question by Kuliro. Um, These are kind of two questions in one. How do you get students involved in reverse engineering and where do you route students who are interested in learning more?
2: Um, ironically, I'm not sure I'm the right person to ask. I, I joke about being a high school student when I did this uh let's say i was doing this while i was high school age and uh begrudgingly getting my high school classes and i'm not sure a student would have been top of my adjectives at the time um i the people who do the best reverse engineering work are the ones who are intrinsically motivated to do so and will do so not because somebody told them to but because everybody told them not to and they want they had a Fire under them, and they wanted to prove everyone wrong. Um, <laughs> I joke that Panfrost started from a uh, much more experienced free software hacker explaining to me the reason why my Chromebook didn't have proprietary, didn't have free drivers was because only an expert could work in the graphics space, and I was 15 and extremely cocky. So you know, it's like hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: uh, so, there were a couple more questions, but I think we've um, sort of run out of time. Um, so, sure. oh, we for the amazing talk, um, Thank you. and uh, we'll have, like, a couple minutes of rest, and then we'll go again in this room. for. All
2: right. Uh, I will be on IRC. You all know how to reach me. I'm happy to continue this there. Thank you.